the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm. Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Allworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. What a wonderful time of year. I always love when we approach Thanksgiving and into the Christmas season. It's such a time to be grateful for everything that God has done for us. I'm actually uh, on my phone at home. Um, circumstances, I couldn't get down to the station today, and I always get a little nervous that that uh, it's the volume is coming through okay. So I'm going to ask my producer, Corey, are we are we good? Yep, everything is all good. Thank you, my friend. You, you do a great job for us. Well, listen, I'm going to talk, guess what, about gratitude today. It is Thanksgiving, and I want to talk to us about thanks living, because God is good. He's good all the time, and he's been good to me, and I know he wants to be good to you, too. Um, You know, it hasn't always been that way for me. I mean, God's always been good to me, but I've always been good to myself. And I have a lot to be grateful for, for the turnaround in my life that God has done. I I want to talk about a couple of things. First of all, we serve a God of restoration. This this show is recovery through Christ, and I don't care what you're going through. It may be addiction. It may be addiction to gambling or addiction to pornography or addiction to sex, or it may be addiction to drugs or alcohol, or it may be something completely different. You may be recovering. Jesus said we would always go through trials and tribulations in this life. You may be recovering from a, a job loss or a, a breakup of a marriage. Uh, you may be suffering from depression, anxiety. Uh, there are all kinds of problems that, that, that we encounter in this life. And uh, so I want to just talk today about all the things that we have to be grateful for. Uh, the first thing is, as I said, we serve a God of restoration. And uh, one of the things that has been restored in my life that I'm extremely thankful for is that my marriage has been restored. Um, you know, my wife and I kind of like to joke and we're not really joking. We're, we're serious mostly that we've had two different marriages and one is before recovery and it wasn't a very good marriage. And, uh, I, I caused my wife a lot of hardship and sorrow and, and I am, you know, that's unfortunate and I wish that hadn't happened. But the good news is, uh, that Jesus Christ can turn anything around. And the good news of the gospel and the good news of what he's done in my life is the second half of our marriage 
has brought an emotional intimacy that we never even thought was possible. And that happened because uh, God called me out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, and because we put Christ in the middle of our marriage. And I don't care how bad it looks at any point in time, if you're struggling in your marriage, if you'll put God first place in your life, he can restore that marriage, no matter what has happened. It may look impossible to you, but nothing is impossible for God. So I encourage you to, to turn to God and, and to turn to his word and, and, and to put God first place in your life. Jesus Christ in the middle of your marriage. And husbands, uh, love your wife as, as Christ loved the church. And, and wives, respect your husbands. A godly marriage is a beautiful thing. So I'm very thankful for that. Second, I'm, I'm very thankful for my family um, and for my sobriety, because I tell you what, as I was preparing this, and by the way, I've got about 10 pages of Scripture and other things that I'm grateful for. We're not going to get through that in this, in this 25 minutes, so we'll do the best we can. But, you know, Thanksgiving is a, a, a critical time for me, because as I look back and, and I think about Thanksgiving in 1998, and at that time, uh, life was still going pretty good for me. I was living in a – my career was going well, I was, but I was just beginning to step off the cliff into addiction. And it was Thanksgiving. I was up late drinking until 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. I, I don't really know. And I was living in San Antonio at the time, and it was before I met my wife, and, and I was – scheduled or intending to go to Austin to be with my family for that Thanksgiving. And, and I missed it. I, I just, uh, I, I missed it completely. And that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> we're, we're driving to Austin in the morning. Uh, we're going to spend time with my family. We're going to be present. It's, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, just, just, that is such a blessing beyond measure to, to be present with my family, not, worried about doing other things that I shouldn't be doing, not worried about drinking or anything else, just being present with my family, enjoying them, and hopefully they'll enjoy my company. And that, that is just such a blessing beyond measure. I'm also grateful for this radio station. I'm grateful for the people listening to my voice right now. And we're going to do something to, to illustrate that, that, that gratefulness. Um, we are giving away... Uh, eight pairs of tickets to a concert on December 1st. Uh, it is a concert to see Phil Wickham and Tasha Layton, with a wonderful pairing of, of talented artists at Woodlands Church on December 1st. So, we're, again, we're going to give away to callers Phil Wickham and Tasha Layton tickets at Woodlands Church on December 1st. This giveaway is going to occur next Wednesday, next Wednesday at 5.30 on our radio show. We just want to show how grateful we are uh, that you're out there, that you're listening, that, that you're loyal to the station, that, that hopefully you, you get something out of, out of those programs that you hear on this station. So th these are two wonderful, wonderful artists, and, and it's going to be a great show. Uh, it's December 1st at 7 p.m., uh, the Woodlands Church is located at One Fellowship Drive. So next Wednesday, I'll be giving out this phone number, and uh, we'll be giving away those tickets for somebody to be blessed and see a wonderful Christmas tour concert and just get you in the holiday mood, just grateful for the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm just so grateful I'm, I'm bursting. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm grateful that I've got an opportunity to go after this to the Open Door Mission 
and uh, preach the Word of God to the guys there. Open Door Mission is a 110-bed facility that takes in addicted and or homeless men and, uh, you know, takes them through a a four-week program, I mean, a a 16-week program, four-month program. Uh, And, you know, these guys, it it is so wonderful when you see um, the light of the Lord, when, when they see how special they are in the eyes of the Lord, that the Lord never gave up on them, that his grace kept chasing them down, and how it never gave up on them. And when they begin to see how much Jesus loves them, and, and how much he that he still has a purpose for them in their lives, that they can and will be forgiven. They just need to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. And that's a blessing to me. When I see the light go on in those men's eyes, oh my gosh. But this program, uh, it's it's a spiritual program, and our number one priority is that Jesus saves and, and establishing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But they also, if they don't have their GED, they get their GED. Some of them, they don't know how to read. They learn how to read. Uh, they learn how to put a resume together. They they learn how to uh, they they get coping skills, how to how to deal with stresses in life. They get counseling, and and at least a third to a half of the program is is spiritual. And we take our break every chain ministry in there uh, every uh, Wednesday at five thirty. I also teach a class there called Christianity One Hundred and One on Tuesday nights. It's just such a blessing to go over there. But I'm going to be honest with them today, and I'm going to tell them that look, some of you will succeed and some of you will fail. And those that succeed, it's going to be, what is the deciding factor? It's going to be because you erase all the doubt in your mind about who Jesus is, about who you are in Christ, and you fully surrender your life to him. And that then leads to an attitude of gratitude. And it is this attitude of gratitude, this gratefulness, that can take, make us overcomers no matter what our situation is, whether it's anxiety, depression, whether it's family issues, whether it's marital issues, or whether it's indeed addiction, whatever it is, you can be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. If you'll surrender your life to God, if you'll trust him in all things, if you'll count it all joy through all trials and tribulations, and you'll do that and surrender your life and and live in an attitude of gratitude. Our faith is so important. When we know that God has this in the palm of his hand, then that everything's going to be all right, that this world, this lifetime is just a whisper. And what's really important is our vertical relationship with him. And when we can get that in our hearts, then everything changes. You know, I'm, I'm taken to the story in, that we read in Matthew 8 about the centurion, how he comes to Jesus and he said, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. But just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I'm a man under authority with soldiers under me. And when I say to this one, go, he goes. And to another, come, he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now Jesus heard this, and he marveled and said to those who were following, Truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith in anyone in Israel. So he said, go, and it shall be done for you, as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. When we have that kind of faith in God... Everything changes in our lives. Jesus is just such a a good and wonderful Savior. We do serve a God of forgiveness, a God of grace, a God of restoration. And that's what I'm going to tell those men tonight, that they're not there by accident. They wouldn't be sitting in the open-door mission tonight learning about Jesus Christ and, and, and enriching their relationship with him if he didn't love them so much, if he didn't 
He didn't care about them. So again, in James chapter 1, we see, consider it pure joy or count it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Allow perseverance to finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, I heard a wonderful lesson on gratitude last week at our Break Every Chain ministry on Thursday nights at New Covenant Church at 901 uh, Wilson Road in Humble. You're all invited, by the way. It's a wonderful recovery ministry. And uh, Robin Brashani, our, our women's leader, preached a wonderful sermon on, on gratitude. She talked about the difference between thankfulness and gratitude. You know, we all have thankfulness when something good happens in our lives. Uh, thank, but thankfulness is a reaction, how we feel in the moment. Thankfulness is an, it's nothing wrong with it, but it's a temporary emotion response to a temporary circumstance. Like all feelings, it eventually fades. But thanksgiving for God's blessings, healings, and help in difficult times. Gratitude involves thankfulness, but is much more than that. Gratitude is the chosen state of being. Gratitude is an appreciation under any circumstance. And that's what we need to strive for. We've got that kind of gratitude. I heard a story from from Matthew Henry, and uh, it was about a man who who was robbed, and, and he he got this from a diary. And, and he said the the man said the first time I was robbed, I was thankful I'd never been robbed before. The second time I was robbed, I was thankful he took my purse and not my life. The third time I was thankful that he took all I had, but it was not that much. And the fourth time I was thankful I was robbed, but that I do not robbed. That may sound ridiculous that somebody would have that kind of attitude, but isn't that what Paul teaches us over and over again? Paul teaches us in, in his epistles, he teaches us over and over again to have gratitude and thanks in all circumstances, that that everything is okay as long as we have that relationship with, with Jesus Christ. You know, Paul was a Pharisee, he was well-educated, he was from a wealthy family, he was a Roman citizen as well as a, a Pharisee and a Jew. He had everything going for him. But he says, that's all rubbish. The only thing that is really important in my life is my relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you have that kind of attitude, when you have that kind of gratitude, then the things of this world don't begin to affect you the same way. I encounter people all the time that are so worried about something that happened to them in this world and how somebody thinks about them or how somebody said something about them. Or, and, you know, it leads to, to all these issues and drinking and, and drugging and all these things. But you look at Paul, he was stoned, he was shipwrecked, he was in prison. He had all these things happen to him, but he kept his eye on the prize. He kept his eye on the, his relationship with Jesus Christ. And look what he was able to accomplish in the world, 13 epistles that are in the Bible. And, and how he affected the whole world, how he brought the, the good news of the gospel of, of Jesus Christ into the, into the Gentiles, and how this is spread across the whole world. And now Christianity is the number one religion in the world. And by the way, the only religion that teaches us to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, that takes, that takes an attitude of gratefulness. You know, I read another story. Uh, or uh, from a, a man named Victor Frankel. Some of you may have heard of him. He was one of Vienna's most distinguished psychologists back at the time of World War II. He had a wife, a family, prestige, success, and then the Nazi nightmare changed it all. 
He spent many years in concentration camps performing slave labor and inhuman tasks. Frankel survived the Nazi horrors and has recounted inspiring stories of human kindness among the prisoners. If you ever have an opportunity, read some of his books. It's, it's just wonderful. He made a remarkable discovery, and that is is that attitude is the last of human freedoms. Even in these circumstances, he was able to understand that his attitude would dictate how he would navigate this difficulty. Attitude more than aptitude determines our altitude, he said. And there are basically two attitudes from which we can choose, constructive or destructive. We can look at somebody like Lee Harvey Oswald, who had a terrible life. His, his father died. He, he was, uh, you know, attacked. He attacked his brother with a butcher knife. By 10 times, he had moved with his mother by the time he was 13. A psychiatrist found he had a potential for explosive, aggressive acting out. He, he wrote for membership to the Socialist Party of, of America, but joined the Marines. Then he was over in Russia. I mean, just a horrible life. And, you know, Jesus did say we would always have trials and tribulations in this life. You know, he, he really did go through some rough things, but, but he, he didn't have the right attitude. And, of course, then he shot President Kennedy, and then his own life was ended. But look at the example of Paul. He went through worse things. Paul went through worse things. And what was his attitude? He ran his race to the end. So I, I encourage you to adopt an attitude of, of gratitude. God breathed life into your lungs. God gave you every blessing you've ever had. And more importantly that, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. We have to have gratitude for God sending Jesus, for Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, for our sins now being as far as the east and the west. And all we have to do is accept Jesus Christ into our lives as our Lord and Savior, and we're guaranteed eternity. Now that is something to be grateful for. When we have gratitude, we are expressing faith and thanks to God who has provided everything that was lacking in our lives. You know, when I started this talk, I talked about the things that had happened in my past, the, the difficulties in my marriage before I accepted Jesus Christ, the, the difficulties in my life, the, the missing Thanksgiving and all that. But it is my relationship with Jesus Christ that has changed all that. It is my fully surrendering to Him, to accepting Him as my Lord and Savior. You know, I've heard that the, the problem with humanity is, is the condition of our heart. And Jesus Christ, I tell you right now, I can attest to this. I testify to this fact that Jesus Christ wants to take your heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. And it's that heart of flesh, that empathy, that showing gratitude, that showing gratefulness, that showing gratefulness by loving God with all our heart, mind, strength, and soul, and by loving others as ourselves. That's what Jesus said. You will know people will know that you are my disciples when you love one another. I read another article that said gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, and confusion into clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. 
Friends, I tell you, gratitude through a relationship with Jesus Christ changes everything. You know, that that rings so true to me because how do we get into addiction, you know, or how do we get into despair, anxiety? It's through bitterness and disappointment for unforgiveness for the things that people have done to us. People will always disappoint us in this life. We have failures, more bitterness. We have pride, and we think people don't treat us with enough respect. Dishonesty, deception, our secret lives when we're engaged in addiction. We don't want people to know what we're doing. We, we, we will give maybe everything in our lives to God except for one thing. We keep that a secret. It's our insecurity, our guilt, our shame, our fear. Those are all things from the enemy. They lead to drinking, drugging, gambling, pornography, addiction, despair, separation from people, isolation, and separation ultimately from God, which is the saddest thing at all. So how do we change that? I mean, you may be, I may be speaking to someone right now, or you may know someone who's, who's locked into this shame and guilt, and they can't get out of it, and they're despondent, and they, they just have fear, and they, they don't see any way out. Well, there is a way out. There's a vaccine against all these things, against addiction, and his name is Jesus Christ, but you have to surrender. You have to have faith. You have to get rid of the doubt, and you have to have a grateful heart. How do you get there? Well, you praise him. You worship him. Come to our church on a Sunday morning and raise your hands and celebrate God and sing his praises and see if you can be depressed. You mediate with him. You fellowship with him. You pray with him. And most importantly, the word says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We've got to renew our mind by reading his word. He's given us a game plan. He's given us an outline. You know, the Houston Texans, they have a wonderful game plan every week. Isn't it great? They're winning games. Amazing. I told you nothing was impossible for God, and that's a joke. Anyway, God doesn't really care who wins football games, but he does care about your heart, and he does care about you, and he does care about where you're going to end up. God wants all men to come to repentance and no man to perish. So you've got to read his word. He's given us given us this outline, just like a team has a uh, has a playbook. Well, the Bible is a playbook. The Bible is a book about recovery. The Bible is a book about how to live this life with an attitude of gratitude. Read Paul's letters over and over again. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts in your minds in Christ Jesus. Be grateful to him, 2 Corinthians 9.15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, the gift of salvation. And God wants you to be resurrected. He wants you to have this, the, the power that, that, that was infused through Jesus Christ to, be res, to, be, to have the eternal life, but he wants a living resurrection for you as, as well. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly, John 10.10. He wants you to have an abundant life. He doesn't want you to be in despair. He wants you to be grateful. Psalm 104 through 5, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord 
is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called in peace, and be thankful. Be thankful, folks. It's Thanksgiving. We're entering the holiday season. It's a wonderful time of year. It's a wonderful time of year to, to thank God for everything that he's done, including sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to be resurrected the third day. It's a wonderful time of year, and, and approach it. You know, some people go into the holidays with, that are sad because of lost loved ones. Be grateful. Be grateful for everything God's done, and, and really get to know him. Have him change your heart. Have him give you the empathy through the Holy Spirit that you've lacked. It'll change your lives. Anyway, we love you here at Recovery Through Christ, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. You've been listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at 530. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at KKHT.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.